If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Aid. And I'm Tane, and this is Alta Call and Married at First Sight podcast. Welcome to the first episode of our show. We're so excited to do this. We're going to discuss every episode of season 11 set in New Orleans. But first, we'll talk about how we got around to making this podcast. Tane, why do we watch this show? I watch this show because it is fascinating. See, generally, I watch a lot of reality shows, but I think why I like reality shows is a lot of the times it's far from my reality. This is like, no matter how dumb they look, this is the bravest thing anyone could do. Or is it dumb? I'm not sure. But deciding to marry someone, and these are legally binding marriages, like meeting them at the first time at the altar and deciding to trust quote unquote experts. Um, yeah, sign me up. So yeah, I've watched since season one. I've watched all the spin-offs, I've watched all the people, I even watched Married at First Sight Australia. So that's why I watched the show in a nutshell. <laughs> I feel like you are a much bigger fan than me. I started watching in season six with Boston. Um, I did try to go back and watch old seasons, so I ended up watching season two. But honestly, I found binging it to be not that exciting. I prefer to watch it unfold week by week instead of sitting yeah. down and binging a whole season. And I've looked back and there weren't a lot of successful couples yeah. until about the season that I started watching. So yeah, that's why I'm a fan. I do find, I I also watch a lot of reality TV. And one of my favorite things about this show is that the people who are successful at what they're you know trying to do are the most well-adjusted self-aware it's so different from all the other shows you actually want to like know these people which which i think is very different from some of the other shows uh that i've watched so what are your favorite couples from previous seasons so before i answer this question i do want to say as seasons progress there's been changes we've gone through many experts like none of the experts right now are the original Dr. Pepper is the only one who stayed behind. There's been like way different um, experts that they've had. They've increased from three couples to now it's at five. They now put them in apartments. They never used to. They had to pick their actual houses. Um, One of them, they went from that to actually um, giving them money to either rent or find something else that was bigger. So there's been a lot of evolving. They never used to meet each other. Now they do. And I want to say they picked that up from Australia's. So I think like with Australia, there's 11 couples. So it's a lot. But they actually know each other. They meet each other. They put them in a hotel and then they meet every week to decide 
to recommit, which I think we saw last season. They've incorporated also deciding if they want to continue the journey. Long story. So that being said, I wrote six couples down for all different reasons, but I'll go through <laughs> really quickly. My favorite, favorite, favorite ever was Courtney and Jason from season one in New York, but they're not together anymore. They were married for five years, but that was so sad, but I really like them. In recent times, I like Shanice and Jeffy, but I don't know why I like them. I'm drawn to them, but they're not exactly the most romantic to watch. So I don't know. I just, maybe the word is I root for them. I really, really like Keith and Christine from the Philadelphia season. They just really had chemistry from the beginning and Keith was just willing to learn and everything you could want in a man. And Greg and Deanna, I like, but again, I don't know if I'm rooting for them because it was just so tough. And the last two couples that I just think were the best matched of all the seasons are Bobby and Dan- Danielle from Dallas and Jessica and Austin from D.C. So we have, we are basically in sync about our favorite couples, though I don't have six. I did like everybody who you mentioned, except for Courtney and Jason, because I never watched their season. Yeah. Um, I really, just Jamie and Elizabeth from Charlotte, I don't know how those two are still married. They're both have Ugh. such terrible conflict resolution skills. I was even watching them on like the quarantine cam and I'm like, you two are still verbally abusing each other. But you're still married and you still say I love you. So I don't know what is going on there. And of course, I would not be even a little bit surprised if they did not last. But I am curious to see how long they can go and whether this can be a lifelong partnership. I Um, think they're both just addicted to chaos. So (laughs) Um, I love Jessica and Austin. Different reason than you. And it's really only one half of the couple. I just find that a lot of things happen off camera. And Jessica, last season, that moment where she started asking Michael of Michael and Mika fame what exactly he had done the day before. And his answers were so like, oh, yeah, you're a liar. Like what Mika has been saying. And the way she did it, she wasn't, I don't think she was even trying to be mean. She was just trying to ask this man, what did you do yesterday? (laughs) And it just, I've never, I just enjoyed it so much. Um, Them as a couple is fine, but I, that's they're one pretty, of my favorite moments in the history of this show. Matched. Exactly. That's the perfect way to describe them. I also love Deanna and Greg because I really identify with Deanna. Um, I do too. <laughs> kind of I do too. I was mad at her, but I was also like, girl, just give this man something. Like, loosen up a little bit. Do you watch Couples Cam? Um, I have watched uh, like a couple of them. So I did see them together and they just seem so happy together the huge 180 like diana has loosened all the way up which you have to remember the camera does add an added layer of stress which that's fair enough but i was so happy to see that she's loosened up and she's the one looking for affection and all that yeah i'm just happy for them (laughs) i i love both of them i just think greg is such a well-adjusted human being like he came into the experience very like he knows who he is he's been to therapy yeah. He's patient. Like he was, I think he's probably been the best man on the show because there's the best husband and there's the best man. And I think he could qualify for either. But in terms of the person we came into the show as, like Greg is hands down one of the best people they've ever picked. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so we're starting, you know, our <laughs> our journey here um, on this first week. Um, but ne- I, why don't we typically bother with the matchmaking episode? It's just a filler to me. I can't stand it. I don't like all the, I mean, I'm not even a fan of like the weddings. It's just, I just want to get, let's get to where we don't like each other. Or actually I do like the honeymoon. Let me not say that. I like when they're just happy because in my mind, I'm like twiddling my fingers. Like you don't know what's ahead, but um, it's just filler for me. So I'm not really a fan of the matchmaking and it's like two hours long. Like I don't, yeah, it's not my time well spent, I guess. I'm with you. Like, this episode happened to be interesting, but typically this whole telling the families, buying a wedding dress, having a bachelor bachelorette party, those usually aren't the best parts of the show, and that's not what the show is about. The show is about these two people coming together. So for me, the show starts when they get together, meet each other. Like, what are you going to do? Are you attracted to them? 
Like what do you, you know, that's where the, the meat of the show is. So watching yeah. people dig, watching Dr. Pepper dig through someone's underwear drawer is not why I'm watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, when they tell the family, I just always wonder what does the family think they're coming to film? Because they are pretty dressed up. So what is this surprise they think that when they tell them they're getting married? I, I don't get that. I think you can kind of sometimes pick up. Like some people know, hey, you know, I've been in casting for this show. Um, some of the families. And then I think there was one family, and we'll get to that couple, where I don't think they had a clue. Like I feel like their family member told them, show up, there's going to be cameras there. I have something important to tell you, but I don't think they were aware that they had been in casting for Married at First Sight. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like if you don't, I, 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 I just want to know what they think they're filming. And if they're gathering you, if you know they've been in casting and they're gathering you with a camera, then it means you've been matched. Like, I don't know. I, I, never, I never understand why they're surprised. What do you think the camera is doing? There. I mean, it's not. You're like, it's not just a camera. It's a camera. It's a crew. It's a microphone. Yeah. There's probably a producer who talked to you before you sat down. Exactly. They might. So I'm so confused. But anyways, yeah, it's a reality show. You have to suspend some belief. So, alrighty. Yeah. There's yeah. A, this whole having five couples things is a lot to keep track of. Um, but let's let's dive into these five couples because they provided a really great first episode so let's start with the the what i'm going to term these two the weirdos amelia and bennett yes yes um so going back to what you said before we get into this couple where you mentioned how the well-adjusted people are the people who do well this is my frustration with married at first sight or maybe we should get into the couples first and then I'll I'll give my my assessment of this couple. But yeah, go ahead with what you think. But can I just say Dr. Viviana is such a babe? Yes, and she's from Texas and she says y'all and I love it. I know other people are annoyed <laughs> by it, but I'm like, thank you, homegirl. Because, you know, I'm yeah, a Texas I can see person too. Aiden and I are from Texas, so we're <laughs> <laughs> calling that out. I'm sure people are like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and... She does seem to lately. I I don't I don't care much for the experts or their role. Oh no. Um, I know that other couples have talked about how, like, when they're in times of trouble, they actually do call the experts. Mm -hmm. But a lot of what we see on camera is them just talking nonsense. Honestly, <laughs> like it's so frustrating at this point. I wish they would change the term and not call them experts because at this point we're just making fun because the history of this show has just been not the best and i think it was mo most exemplified with the season in philly with luke do you remember luke i remember luke and, and kate yeah and i think they should have gotten kate out of that situation that was to me a verbal abuse situation her 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 esteem and everything was being shut down and it wasn't fair and i went off on pastor kyle on twitter so <laughs> I'm glad I did that. I, I was like, I was so mad. I was just, I couldn't understand how they. I get it. They say it's an experiment, and you're supposed to see how it plays out. But if you see someone in danger, someone doesn't have to be hit to be in danger. But this girl was in tears the entire time. She was questioning herself. She was lying. She was telling her to hide stuff. It was too much. I didn't think it was fair. So I don't know why these experts call themselves experts. Let's call it that. So. I, I really think, I don't know if, I would call them producers in the sense that they do, in order for this show to be what it is, they need some couples to survive. So they have to do some good matches. I also think people are liars. People don't really know what they want. I agreed. Agreed. Um, and, agreed. And so what ends up happening is people tell the experts one thing and then the experts work with that information and but sometimes I I I think I read somewhere that Luke told the experts he likes exotic girls, so they picked this blonde white girl for him. Oh, even last season, um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting their names. The um, Zach, Zach and no, Mindy. No, no, not Zach, Mindy. The crazy guy, 
the guy oh my god uh brandon and taylor brandon said he likes women with curves taylor does not have she's she's an athletic athletic looking girl sometimes they just go way off and i'm just like what are you guys trying to do and that's where the show is going that i don't like like i think they should just call themselves matchmakers because at this point which we'll talk about amelia and bennett i think we're now getting to the point where in the Australian version, it's not a legally binding situation. It's a commitment. In America, in this version, it is an actual marriage. These are people's lives. So you would think they would take it more seriously. And for me, I feel like they're kind of making it into focusing more on the drama of the reality show. Because I felt like Amelia and Bennett were kind of like the first episode, the first few episodes of American Idol where you bring people and you just want to ha ha ha, whatever. And I'm just like, okay. I wasn't quite comfortable with it, but I think go ahead and say, what was your first impression of Amelia and Bennett? I mean, when Bennett was like, I'm a romantic, they called him the romantic thespian. I don't think he called himself that. Yes. But it's like, he has a few jobs. He's an artsy person off the beaten fat path. Like, he has to inanimate objects. <laughs> <He's, laughs> I mean, I know what type of person I am. And I know that a Bennett would, he's odd. He's weird. He's not like, so now is not the time to say I found him attractive? No, now is not the time. But you do you. You do you. And he had a, a lovely, lovely hair. Lovely hair. <laughs> like, I didn't see it at first, but as the season, as the episode went on, I was like, okay. I think he's cute. He was the second cutest of the guys, but okay, I'll keep quiet. Okay. No, no, you should not keep quiet. You. So I... At first, I was like, dude, you're weird. There's no other yeah. way to describe you. Yeah, he's, eccentric. he's eccentric. Did you peep his Jesus sandals? I, I did. Uh, okay. let, later, we'll have to talk about the sock situation. But, oh. like, then we oh. meet Amelia. And I'm like, you know, I think these two could work. Like, I, I really, I'm an optimist. And I will probably say a lot of times I think things can work that have not a prayer of working. But I do <laughs> think these two will if their quirky energy can match each other, I think they could be a good match. She's I quirky, so. but she's a doctor. I mean, she's like... Uh, something I noted about her is that on more than one occasion, she showed up to film a national TV show with no makeup on her hair. And I know the humidity in New Orleans is much. There's a product for everybody, my friend. There's a product for everybody. But... If I saw these two together, I would expect these two to be together. I understand. But I also wrote down, I was like, just because two people are weird doesn't automatically make them a match. I mean, I remember when people try to um, match me with someone and it's like, oh, what do we have in common? Oh, I don't know. He's single. You're single. And then that's it. Like, yeah, I get it. They're two eccentric people, but I'm hoping, you know, there's more common ground. Like, like the way you're an optimist, I'm a pessimist, so I'm already like, uh, uh, uh. But I mean, I do hope it works because it's nice when you're eccentric or quirky and you still find someone that gets you. You know what I mean? So I hope I, it works for them. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't like. I don't, I don't. There was something about it that made me a little uncomfortable. It was like, what were the producers trying to do? Like, I hope, I hope I'm reading too much into it, and they weren't trying to make them some kind of something we should laugh at I, I don't know if you understand what i'm trying to say I see what like can we take them seriously as human beings who actually want to join their lives together or are they just here yeah. to be weird and for us to laugh at but the yeah. other thing about quirky people is sometimes quirky is just a code word for like i like to do weird things for attention and you can't have two people in a relationship who like to kind of be the center of attention like you can only kind of have one so that's kind of a, a thing that I'm looking for here is, is your quirkiness the type where I'm just who I am and I, I want to be weird with someone else? Or is it like, oh, I need someone who's more straight laced because I like to be the weird one here. I mean, when she was with her friends, her friend said, I mean, would they hope they find you a match? What if you don't match? Because, you know, you're really special. And I'm like, hopefully she just meant like she's special and not like she's a little different <laughs> but she is a doctor and that's where i kind of i'm like you are a serious person unserious people do not go through the hell that is medical school residency 
four years of undergrad. Like, I don't know. There has to be something to you to survive all that and be successful. I guess so. But Amelia worries me a little bit. I, I mean, maybe she shouldn't. But to me, like, I it, between the two of them, who would I want to be friends with? Bennett, for sure. But Amelia was like, she falls in love every week or all the time. And she's I tired of falling in love. And I'm like, oh, boy. That doesn't so, sound good. It, but in this experiment, in my work, I'm just really hoping Bennett finds her attractive too. Then they can have like a good starting point because for her, I think she's committed to the um, experiment and then whoever it is, you know, whatever, you know, let's just see where it goes. But I'm hoping Bennett is attracted to her so they can at least give it a shot. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Anything more on those two? No. That was my first impression of them. On to, and then there was the wedding dress shopping. I don't, they had like half the brides do that weird wedding dance with their dress. I, I wasn't digging it. He brought that stupid hat. Do you have any thoughts on their dress shopping or tuck shopping? Yeah. So the hat, I don't know. First of all, that shop girl, I'm not quite sure why she kept telling people, what if you don't match? Or I don't know what it was because I've, in all the seasons, no one's ever asked. What if she chooses something else? And what if it doesn't match? Uh, that was just a weird question to me. That hat looked like a Turkish dome. <laughs> and I kept thinking, does he not have any guy friends? Like That? Good, good catch. He came with just women. And I'm like, okay. And then, I, I, yeah, I don't think Bennett cared what he wore. That hat felt like a prop that a producer told him to bring. Like he said, oh, I have this hat. And they're like, oh, take it to the thing and be freaking weird about it because, you know, we're really playing up how weird you are. I can see that. They could be like, what item do you have that people will find weird that if you wore that at your wedding? Because that was so random. And just because it's weird doesn't mean like he's not well adjusted. Like he's, he, you can tell he's a little, he's, he's the, I don't know. <laughs> he's we shall see. We, we shall see. see. We shall see. But did the dress shopping, like, I, I, I put in, I just wanted to wash Amelia's hair. And then she did, I actually really liked her dress. I will say that. But oh dear God, she twirled and there was hair in her pits. And I died. <laughs> and I'm done. I'm like, girl, first of all, I get it. You don't have to wear makeup. Be you. Be free spirited. Do what you want to do. We got over that. No makeup. Then we Google your hair. Stringy scene one, stringy scene two. Wedding dress shopping, still stringy, fine. But the hair in the pits, I cannot forgive that. Anyone who knows me knows I cannot stand hair. Don't do that, Amelia. Do not. And I hope she's not going to have it that way for her wedding. Oh, God. I, I did not notice the hair in the pits. But my general view is just be true to who you are. And if true to who you are is I don't shave, then don't don't be a liar. Continue to not shave. Okay, fair enough. All right. Armani and Woody. I'll let you take the stage on this while I sit. No, no, I went first last time, so you get to go first this time. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I noticed, Armani's pretty. The first thing I noticed when she was filling out her, fake filling out her form, the color of her couch. My God. It was seaweed green. And I'm like, hmm, okay. But she's cute. And she has like the double piercings. Did you notice there was a lot of piercings on this show? No. We'll get this to those. Episode. But I was like, it's the youth. Maybe we're just old. But then we meet Woody. Woody, Woody, Woody. Woody did not have a good impression with me. Woody reminded me of Nate from the Chicago season. Woody is here to get the blue tick mark on Twitter and Instagram. Woody is not here for the right reasons, as we would say on The Bachelor. He looked immature. He looked like he was attention-seeking. And he looked miniature. I'm like, how tall is this man? Is he 5'2"? Why would he do Imani like that? As long as she's... Maybe she's really short, too. I did notice that Woody was short, but I couldn't figure out if she was really short, too. I agree with you 1,000%. Like, <sighs> I'm an optimist, but Woody is not here to be a married man. Would, every single oh. interaction was... Woody's friends telling him he's not ready to get married. Woody's cousin telling him he's not ready to get married. Woody speaking of himself in the third person at one point. Woody styling and profiling. Like, I just, I'm like, you are here for Twitter followers or Instagram followers. Who goes uh, out the house wearing a glitter blazer without an inner shirt on? Just bare chest. Then, and I, think, I think it says a lot 
who people tell when they're getting married. He did not show any family member. It was friends. And this is where I have issue with what I refuse to call these people experts anymore. These matchmakers. This is where I have an issue. Anyone with any form of any level of intelligence can see that Woody is not here for the right reason. So what on earth makes you think that this is someone that should make the final cut for the show? I like, wouldn't mind if they picked these attention whores as long as they match them with another attention horse, so we're all on the same page here. They pick these sweet, like, Amani is a sweet girl. She's just, <laughs> she's a nurturer. I like, yeah. she, she's parentified. She took care of younger siblings. Yes. She's so a what? sweet, serious girl. So why are you going to put her with this one? To take care of this one, too? I'm just, I just think... I don't appreciate when they do that because again, I'm like, these are people's lives. And then if I hear their differences in personality, we complement each other one more time. I think they just say that over and over again and then just clip it onto every single like package. Like their differences in person. Anyway, I kind of don't even want to talk a lot about them because i they're going to be a disaster. She's going to take it seriously. He's not. I, I, I hate to disparage someone who I've only watched on TV for like, you know, 25 minutes or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, when we find out that he's like texting other girls, I will not even be surprised. I really want you to just watch one scene of Nate from Chicago season and then you see what I'm talking about. It was really strong vibes. And it ended up finding, they ended up being that he was cheating on her. Because the other thing, too, is I also don't like, I, I guess it doesn't matter. Did you catch Amani's age? Because I know Woody was 30. I think she's 26. Okay. So Hold that's. A, I can actually, I had pulled this up. Um, I feel like Amani looks very different in every scene. And I was going to ask you, do you think, did you like her dress? No. Dress, yeah. She's 29. Amani's 29 and Woody's 30. So age is actually pretty okay. Okay. I just knew he was childish when he said Woody, when Woody kept saying a kiss is more intimate than sex. This is just like the conversation you have when you're a teenager or something. I don't know. I do not care for this whole let's gather together and talk because I don't come to watch this show so that Mika and Taylor can leave the show with a new best friend. (laughs) The only useful... (laughs) The only useful thing that you can get out of it is what we kind of got later, which is yes. interacting with each other reveals certain things about their character. So like that idiocracy about kissing is more intimate than sex because I'm drunk right now. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so yeah, basically Woody did not have a good impression. I feel really sorry for Amani, but I'm hoping that we're pleasantly surprised. So we'll see. I did find it. The only part of that I kind of took him seriously was when he said, you know, when I got a promotion at work and I came home and there was no one to tell, like when something good happens to you, you want to be able to share that yeah. with your partner. I was like, hmm, that's like the most, that's the only thing that gave me hope that you are a serious person offended. who wants to be married. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. For Amani's sake, really, because she really wants this to work. And I, I, I'm really hoping, and I'm just wondering what it is. And I'm really hoping she's one of those open-minded people and someone that's like listen this show is for people like shawnees from the boston season where regardless of what it is i'm in it doesn't matter because there are certain women they see woody and he's short they're like oh i'm out but i did see we'll we'll talk about when we get to the bachelor show because i i do feel they have some similar common ground that they could start off with so and amani is an attractive woman so yeah all righty are we on to olivia and brett yeah Hmm. we saw olivia first she seems like a nice girl she's a nurse oh then this is what i felt bad for a moment because brett hadn't even he hadn't done much he actually just walked onto the screen and i was like i think this might be zach 2.0 and then i smacked myself i said you know you're judging him too early then the show went on and i was like how did i call it how did i call this i had different vibes for both of them i saw olivia and she was chuckling way too much for me 
I'm generally wary of over happy people. That doesn't say anything about me, guys. I'm just generally wary of that. And then she started giving me creepy vibes when she was talking to her mom. And then Brett comes and saying, I'm like, okay, this might work because I think they're equally matched in creepiness and cats. So that was my opinion. And then the other reason why I can't do this show, I'm definitely scared of animals. And when I saw her cats and then he had cats and I've seen in previous seasons where people just come up like, oh, this is my dog. I would die. So I agree. I'm like a no pet person. I have a dog phobia, but the cat thing, people love their animals. So they won't (laughs) I know people love their animals. So when I saw her cat, I was like, Oh Lord. And then I saw his cat. I was like, I hope the cats get along. Cause you know, these people, they could break up because the cats don't get along. This is true. I did think when he was telling his family, that was a weird, odd conversation. I could not keep track of how many brothers he had. I was like, does he have three brothers or four brothers? And there were sisters too. I'm like, how many siblings does he have? One sister looked really, really unhappy about the whole news. But I thought the whole conversation was weird. What did you think about it? It was very strange. And once again, like with Woody, when your people around you keep on saying, I'm not sure about this. And they're not saying, I'm not sure about the process of marriage at first sight. They're saying, I'm not sure about the person who has decided to do this, whether they're ready to be married. That's concerning. <laughs> oh, man. How, what did you think about his tux? Because I wrote down, he looked like he had a job interview. He looked terrible in that tux. And he's a cute guy. I you thought he was very so? attractive. And I thought she was cute. Not like, you know, she's, she's a cute girl. He's very attractive, in my opinion. Okay. I will let you have that opinion. I let you have Bennett, so you better let me this have This is true. Opinion. This is true. But what I found interesting was how ready are you to get married if people are reminding you that you have to cancel dates? I, I'm not I try not to hold that against people because, you know, your chances of getting picked for married at first sight are pretty low. But you're going into the process. The process was not one week. Then you stop just in case you're matched. I mean, I have no good impression. Like, I don't have high hopes for these two, um, mainly because of him. She just kind of didn't make much of an impression overall. I just think she seems really, really just ready to be married. When we talk about being ready to married, as a rule, women are in the world, I feel like, as one of my favorite authors says, we prepare women to be wives. We don't really prepare men to be husbands. True so women to me are always going to be more ready to be married than the men. But I also think this show is called Married at First Sight. You better be ready to be married. But that's all I have on them, really. We'll get to his behavior at the bachelor yes. party later <laughs> because that was... Mm. So now we're on to Christina and Henry. I was disturbed when they said, like these tags they give people, the Princess Bride. I was, I've never seen that movie. And I was like, should we be worried? I think we should be very worried. But then I think what I'm worried about is probably what makes them a good match. Because I saw Christina, she started talking and I'm like, ooh, I see stage five flinger vibes. And because she just seems like when she started crying and she mentioned how she's never gotten flowers and she's just looking for someone who put her first and, I don't know the way they made her montage and had her walking in the park and it was so stiff and so I don't know I don't know if she's going to be one of those she reminds me again of yet another couple that was in Atlanta but um of a what do you call they're not contestants or participants 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 in there uh, that was in Atlanta and she just seemed really stiff I think she might have an issue with the camera because she just seems really like an anxious person if that's the best way to put it. and But her mom seemed to be the one that took it best of all the couples. She took it in stride. And she just mentioned, yeah, she's been ready. And, you know, it's time. So That soliloquy on the flowers, though. They, they Sometimes I'm like, is this editing or is this who you are? Because <laughs> it, it started off with I want some flowers. I'm nodding. Um, you know, no man has ever given me flowers. Okay, I'm nodding. But I don't want roses. I want blah, blah, blah. I was like, didn't we just establish that no one's giving you any type of flowers before? <laughs> but that's the thing. I think that's the one thing I will give Christina. She knows what she wants. She knows what she wants. Henry. What? Henry. He was mm-hmm. also very cute. Um. Yes. 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 I agree. Seems I agree. really emotionally together. Oh, okay. There was a lot of talk about his lack of confidence, but even... To have the awareness to be like i don't have a lot of confidence i i appreciate that so here's my problem with them and why i said why am i make a good match which is probably why they match them together i think both of them come with a lot of baggage i mean we all do don't it's not like it's separate but i think theirs is like visible hers is like she was already like really anxious and she's looking for love and attention but henry 
he has low self-esteem, but his demeanor looks like he's half given up on life. I thought he reminded me of every time he spoke, I got sad. Like he would come in a different scene and I'm like, oh God, I should be sad about my life. But he's a boss on friends. I don't know if you're a fan. Yes, yes, yes. He definitely has that vibe. Ross came in one time and Ross said, hi. And Joey says, man, this guy says hello and I want to kill myself. Exactly what I felt. Every time Henry spoke, I'm like, are are you okay? Like, am I, I just felt sad. He just, he, he has an air of gloom and doom, I guess. You are correct. You are correct. So that's my fear is that both of them are going to come with a quote unquote darkness. But again, like I said, it could go either way. It could be what makes them work, but who knows? But he is cute. I'll give him that. More than who you're matched with in this show, I truly believe because the premise has proven that I think it's more about wanting to be married than the other person who you end up married to. The people who walk into this and really, really want to be married, both sides, they at least have a hope, you know? And I think at least have that going for them. Yeah. You just have a higher chance if you trust the process. So what did you think about Christina at the dress shopping? I like the dress that she picked, but like, it was kind of strange. I'm like, you look good in all these dresses, yet you keep on saying, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. And I'm like, you didn't look bad in any of I know it's told mine thing. I think the dress shopping really hits people mentally where they're just like, wow, I am really getting married. My mom is here. My friends are here. We're picking a dress. And I think it affects different people in different ways. And it, it really yeah. seemed to hit her. Yeah. Because I, I, I felt like, by all accounts, it should be annoying the way she's like, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. I don't want that. But honestly, I get it. Like, she's allowed. Like, you're having this huge decision. It's not in your hands. It's out of your control. You're taking this huge step. This is probably not how you thought it would happen. And yeah, but I wasn't annoyed by it. Any other way, um, uh, any other time, I'll probably be annoyed by it, but I wasn't. I like the ages this this year, though, actually. Well, you like the ages? Yeah. Are we done with Henry and Christina? Um, That's all I had on them. Yeah. I think the only other thing I wrote is Henry came on screen and I felt defeated, except... <laughs> That I was just laying in bed and still I felt defeated. <laughs> I use that because you just spoke about age and we get to, I believe, our youngest participant this season with our next couple, Karen and Miles. These, oh, Miles. These two roll in and I am like, this is it. This is the couple that's going to make it. Oh, Miles. She says she's risk averse, but she just, her mom was a bit, her mom had a normal mom reaction, which is what the heck are you doing? She just took it too long because paperwork is signed. Contracts have agreed to. There's the cameras here. You register your disbelief, possible disappointment, and then you are the supportive mom. And it just seemed to take her mom a long time to get there. Yeah. She was not happy. Very visibly not happy. I can forgive a parent for that. I, I don't yeah, hold it yeah. against them. I always wonder about that. Like all these parents, like how do they, how do they get on board? Like how I, I listen, my family would not get on board with this, but I'm just like, as a parent, what do you do? Do you just support your child or do you protect your child? Because I mean, to them, this is like, you know, like they raise a good points where they're like, we don't know him. You don't know him. What are you doing? And again, if they follow the show, that's not a good track record. So you know, kudos to the parents because it can't be easy, I think. I, I agree because, as the show said, like, when you think back to the Mia and Tristan situation, theoretically, the show is supposed to vet these people and they claim to have vetted, and I guess I agree, but you had someone with a warrant out for her arrest on your show and you didn't know that. Yeah. So, I agree with parents that there's something to be concerned about, but yeah. this is the thing about raising, like, you're not actually raising children, you're raising adults. And when they get to adult, they're going to do what they're going to do. So you get to give your opinion. And then you kind of just, you can say, I'm not participating in this. Like other seasons that's happened. But once you're here, you might as well just sit, like, just go along for the ride. (laughs) This is true. This is true. But yeah, I did think Karen was very pretty. Depending on what angle, sometimes she gave me Kelly Rowland vibes. And she has eyebrows that I want. Really arched and really full. And she had my favorite dress, I think. Yeah, it was pretty. It was very pretty. And but then, Karen also gave me a red flag. 
Well, like I didn't know anything about it. As soon as she came and she goes, uh, I was in a relationship and he had a kid on me. And now I have walls and I'm risk averse and I banged my head on the wall. One of my pet peeves are these people who knows it takes you a while to open up and to do things. Do not come on this show. It's not for you. Because what ends up happening with some of these people is while they're taking a while and we're watching them take a while, we're on like week seven, week eight. They finally are like, oh, this person is a good person. Maybe I should, you know, drop some walls. And the other person is like, I don't been here for seven weeks with you. I don't like you no more. Uh, so, yeah. But let's talk about Miles because we love Miles. Miles, Miles, Miles. He was my number one most favorite person that we saw last night. He's such a nice looking guy. He looks good. Attractive, but he's 26. And he had a nose yeah. ring. I will say I was not a fan of that nose ring. Oh, my God. I was going to say the same thing. I do not trust men with nose rings. I don't I- know why. And it's not because of Kenya Moore's husband, but I do not trust men <laughs> with those rings. <laughs> I love but, the fact that he was a teacher and he's like, I have two degrees. I'm working on another. He could articulate why he likes his job, why he likes working with kids. And I'd be like, okay, you're a man who works with kids. You, you know, you might be, you're at that stage of life of wanting to settle down and have your own. That's what I'm hearing. And then I noticed during talk shopping, because I was listening a lot to the guys. Miles was very focused on her. It was not like, oh, I want to look, I, I, yeah. I, I want her to look, think I look good. I want her this. I want her. Th-. And I was like, you're very focused on your wife. You really seem to be ready to be married. Yeah. Although I will say it's a con that his best friend is Woody. And what do you think about the whole thing of having two best friends? Isn't that gimmicky? Um, I thought it was gimmicky because especially I, it was so telling when they went to that dinner to tell their friends. And the friends are like, Miles, perfect. He'll be fine. He'll be good. And at the same time, we're like, Woody, you're trash. Like, it was <laughs> it was such a contrast. Yes. I, Do you I, think it's a setup, fine. though? Do you think it's a... Well, who knows? I was trying to think if it was a setup because there were just way too many glowing reviews for Miles. And I'm like, is this some kind of setup? And then we're going to find out, find out something about him. But who knows? But yeah. Oh... oh Overall, I thought he was ready. He's here for the right reasons. And Karen says she wants someone who has patience and understanding, which is fair enough. But that just made me add that to my red flag pile. Because I'm like, God, we're going to go through this whole thing all season. It's not fun watching Married at First Sight when the people are just like, no, bear with me. Slow. I know it's eight weeks, but I'm not there yet. Okay, you knew that. Uh, agreed. Then they went to their bachelor and bachelorette party and all met each other. Who cares? Um, <laughs> okay, let's, yeah. let's talk I about mean, the bachelorette party. I do want to point out that Bennett says he's never had a smartphone. That's fine. I worked with someone like that who was a little bit like Bennett. And then when Bennett said when Woody and Brett are talking, I go somewhere else. I'm like, same bra. Same. <laughs> it was, I thought that was funny. <laughs> at the bachelor party was when I started to really like Bennett. Yes. Because he yeah. had observations about the people he was spending. Like, he was very astute in his observations. Yes. And I like the fact that Miles kind of gravitated towards him. And it would be nice to see them be buddies and see how that comes along. I, I, and this is where I really began to like Bennett because it was like, he's not just a quirky person he has like his own personality he's astute and then when he was dancing with the strippers i just thought that was fun he's like it's not ordinarily what i'll do but you know what i'm here i'm just gonna make the best out of it unlike some people in the bachelorette like christina it wasn't a good look for her because and here's why i'm the same way i don't want to be in a room with strippers i would not be comfortable but what i'm gonna do is like take my friends who are there we'll go outside and talk like, when she was describing what her bachelorette party would be like if it wasn't like this, I was like, yeah, that's probably how mine would be, too. My issue was, like, it seemed a little, like, drama-ish. Like, why can't you just leave and be like, seeking. yeah, yes. And then she said something like, are you comfortable with it in there to one of the other brides? And I'm like, hold on. You don't have to like it, but you leave everybody else alone if they're having a good time. Yeah. And then her friend was just um, enabling it. She's like, it doesn't matter that you feel um uncomfortable is the fact that they're they're comfortable i'm like okay it's an age-long tradition everyone does a bachelorette and usually 
becomes a stripper. It's like you could you could not be comfortable, but she could have just sat in the corner and be quiet, not make a whole or even go outside thing. quietly, but no, make a whole thing. So what I what I try what I kind of did was see if the couple's energy matched in their bachelorette and their bachelor party. So I was seeing it and I'm like, um, I feel like Amani and Woody, their energies matched in the bachelorette. I feel like Olivia and Brett did not match at all because Brett was being such a douche. Do we want to talk about that now? Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. I mean, he was just terrible. And then he like left early with a friend. It was so confusing. Um, and then like when he made when he made um, Henry's friends uncomfortable, that was just way too much. Like, give some space. He's like, so it was. I don't. I couldn't tell if it was hitting on her when he was asking all the questions. Do you remember that scene? Oh, I remember. I have no oh. idea what his intentions were, but he was like his drunk persona was not good it was not a good look for him and i think everyone was like like at the point where you know that you're at the bottom when even woody is like questioning your intentions as to why you're here so (laughs) (laughs) while we're questioning woody's intentions as to why he's here saying i am very surprised that lifetime put the footage of the strippers they got some thick black strippers just all of in there and i was like whoa lifetime okay but they made sure to blur yeah they made sure to blur I think it's interesting, though, that it's based in New Orleans this season because I don't know if you watched the show on Netflix, Dating Around, and it was based in New Orleans this season. And it seems like New Orleans has a... The same way New York has a, a dating personality, per se, New Orleans seems to have that, too. And it's smaller, so people tend to know each other. So I found that very interesting because speaking of knowing each other, we have yeah. seen where we're going to our first wedding of the season which is karen and miles and karen has just been going over and then she talked to a producer they go over to the side and she explains to him that someone texted her information now i I need to know i hope they tell us who it is because it's just too random who texted her the information why did they text her the information i hate that their experience is ruined like they don't get to you know have that mystery anymore and she said she went on his stories she found out about him. She, he's not her type. My heart was broken. How is he not your type? He's everybody's type. And then she made a comment where he's too emotional. What is it with women? You say you want a nice guy, a guy who takes care of you, but you're saying that he's too emotional. She says, she says I saw his little Instagram stories. I'm like, ooh. The disdain like, that's already there for a man you've never met. To anything, nothing good is coming after that. And I'm like, what is the problem? You just had a guy who had fathered a child while he was with you. So, I mean, yeah, I was just heartbroken, but I don't know. And that was how the episode ended. Was just I with- felt like I should have known something was up when they started showing a wedding in the first episode. Because usually it's like, on our next episode, people are going to get married. Yeah. So then they start showing the wedding. This show also went eight. It was actually two hours and like seven minutes. So it went over. Yeah. You know, Karen... I had such high hopes for these two. They were my number ones. They're going to be great. If we can just get her down the aisle to meet him, she'll like see him. She'll see he's so cute. She'll get to know him. He seems like a great guy. And then it's all ruined. I actually, when she said she got a text message, I thought she said she got a text message that wasn't meant for her. And I was like, did production actually make a mistake and they meant to text someone else and they ended up texting her? Because she but said she got a last name on there, too. They won't put it on air to air out their mistake. I I wasn't... I mean, well, we may never find out exactly I mean, how that she makes got sense. But I'm like, if they did that, would they put that on air? Who knows? Her reaction was real gross. <laughs> oh, you know, if one of my friends sent, it to, sent me to him, I wouldn't want to... I just wasn't... Honestly, I had liked Karen quite a bit up until that point, And I know it wasn't her fault. But... I just, that was a lot of disdain for someone you have not met before. Well, I mean, it was just par for course for me because as soon as that, that's why I kept mentioning she gave me red flags because I just didn't, all I thought was like, she's pretty, but from the jump, I'm like, this is going to be trouble. This is not a good fit with Married at First Sight. So, so yeah. So guys, that was basically all of the well, episodes. Here's a question. Do you think Miles and Karen are going to get married? Um, yes. I mean, only because I've seen cast photos, so. 
They had to have gotten married. <laughs> you know what? There was that people article that I pulled the names from, but I didn't even read it. I guess I'll go back and read it now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um uh, and say yes at decision day, I guess. Oh, say yes? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I guess I'll say Christina and Henry and Amelia and Bennett. Amelia and Bennett has a caveat, but I'm not going to know until next episode. But Christina and Henry, yeah. And Amelia and Bennett. I also think Amelia and Bennett are like right now the number one couple. <laughs> and maybe I agreed Christina and Henry, but it's really odd. I don't, I don't have positive. It's so shocking to not have positive thoughts about four of the five couples and they haven't even met each other yet. Listen, this is married at first sight. If you expect things to go well, then that's your bad. Actually, who even said that? Um, Amelia. She's like, you know what? I think it's going to work out for everyone. I was like, child, you have not watched the show, have you? Or she's an optimist. Or she's an optimist. That. I keep forgetting that because I'm not like an optimist optimist. I keep forgetting that, you know, there are people who have those thoughts. I'm really curious because we just talked about whether or not people make it to decision day. I have always assumed that there is some financial incentive to at least making it to decision day based on people who had no business staying in the same house up until that day who then chose to do so. Because there is such a thing as an appearance fee. So with each episode, you get like little, because you are giving up like spending time from your job and stuff like that. That makes sense because this, that's the only reason Brendan Taylor kept that going last season. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have. I really think this was, this has been the best first episode in a while. Like, I don't think I was bored the entire time. Which I was intrigued. I was intrigued the entire time. And I liked how we ended because it makes me just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I mean, even though I know they probably get married, I'm still like, oh my God, I want to know what happened. And then that's my theory as to why we have like five couples now is because I think in recent seasons, we started seeing couples who don't even make it to the end. They're just like, I'm out. I don't care what it is. So I think they know that they're not the best. So they're trying to increase the likelihood of people making it to the end. That's my theory. It's not that. So. Yeah. Because if one, I'm trying to think during the three time me and Tristan basically kind of dropped out in the middle of the, and there were only three couples that season, right? Dallas. Um, yeah, I think it was three or four. I want to say it was four. Hold on. I'll look it up. Um, but they kind of, you know, they didn't make it. No, there was only three couples that season. So when me oh. and Tristan were going off the deep end, they were probably like, oh, my God. And it was after that season that they started adding more couples. Um, I think we're done for this week. Can't wait to see everybody next week. Yes. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at AltaCall, M-A-F-S-A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. And don't forget to subscribe. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.